Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Once again, welcome to Dueling Reviews, a show where two guys sit down with one comic, and who knows what's going to happen. This week, brand new from Archie Comics, it's The Fox. The Fox number one, part of the uh, Archie Comics Red Circle imprint. Red Circle. So what's Red Circle, Matthew? Well, Red Circle is actually Archie's old school uh, imprint. Red Circle was, um, honestly, now that I can't think, my brain is totally shut down, either the 1940s or the 1960s. MLJ Publications, which later became Archie, published their comics as Red Circle Comics. Why did they do that? Uh, because it was awesome. For a while oh, okay. in the 80s, you could buy the Archie superhero titles as Red Circle books. Right, I remember that. Archie books. Because in the 80s, I think people expected that Archie books were all like, <laughs> so we don't like them, they're kitty books. Kind of like today. Yeah, almost exactly like today, only uh, people didn't say, Thank you know, today people say things like awesome and, and uh, uh, buggin' rather than... Uh, <laughs> buggin'. Fra- That's exactly yeah, what the young kids are saying today. The, kid, the kids say that things are buggin' or they're, uh, they're tubular, whereas in the 1940s they were saying ring-a-ding-ding and hubba-hubba-zoot-zoot. And so, uh, so- <laughs> how did the fox get into all of this? Well, the fox... Was one of Archie's earliest heroes, 1940-ish. Yeah. Um, early 1940s. So he's one of the characters who sprung up in the wake of Batman. Ah, okay. For a while, everybody was a Superman knockoff. The Fox was a little bit of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox was pretty minor, even for Archie. Um, and I believe he did maybe 10 or 12. He was like a backup character in like, uh, I forget Blue Ribbon. Was, Blue Ribbon Comics or something. Yeah, and then he was part of, well, he all of the Archie heroes were part of the Marty, the Mighty Crusaders uh, revamp in 66 after the Batman TV show went kablammy. And then at one point, he was drawn by Alex Toth. That will be important later in this review. Okay. I mentioned that for information. All right. Cool. But yeah, then there was the 80s revamp where the Fox showed up, and then there was the impact stories of the 90s where DC licensed the characters, the Fox appeared briefly there. Then there was the second DC run just a few years ago. Uh, the Fox appeared briefly there as a ninja-type character drawn by uh, Michael Avon Aiming, mm. who does powers. Mm-hmm. So the Fox is one of those characters who keeps popping up like Fireball and Inferno. Yeah, he's, yeah. One of, he's one of Archie's... Um, I hate the term third stringers because third stringers implies that they're not as good just because they're not as popular or well known. Yeah. But he's one of he's one of Archie's uh we're gonna call him lower mid card characters. Okay. <laughs> he's no shield. He's no uh you know, black hood. He's, he's no, no Iron Man. Well, Iron Man's not an Archie character at all. No, but you're talking about how a third tier character and building it up and Iron right. Man certainly wasn't. Yeah, in the character. Marvel universe, if you know you got your Iron Man and your Thor up at the top, the Fox is probably the equivalent of I don't know, maybe a, a fan favorite guy like Quentin Quire or the three D man or somebody who shows up very rarely, but when he does show up, nineteen guys like me go out and buy every issue. <laughs> 
So, um, yes. the the backstory of this guy is that he is a reporter. Reporter Paul by Patton. He's a reporter, and he uh, decided that he wanted a different way to go go after his story. So instead of uh, instead of waiting for the stories to come to him, he went to the stories dressed as the fox, a floppy eared uh, superhero. He has no uh, he has no amazing flop. powers, right? He doesn't uh, he doesn't have superpowers. No. He's he's essentially Batman or a yeah a Batman. Uh, maybe a daredevil type. Uh, just but he doesn't have superpowers. Moved. Yeah, 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 but he doesn't have superpowers. He's trained himself to pow and pack and Yeah, but when you say Batman, boom, like, oh, I'm a super awesome ninja and this, I have ninja this, ability. So has the fox always been somewhat light in its story delivery or has, no. it, has in the past been, I'm grim and gritty, I'm the fox. By the day. fox has been all over the boards, but the thing about it is Archie doesn't have a lot of gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're Archie. It's certainly not in the 40s. Um, for a while in the 80s, I think he may be one of those, oh, everybody is tough and dark and raw. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was the 80s. You know, it, seriously, if you go to the 80s, Herbie the Fat Fury had dark and grittiness. Oh, and so did Herbie the Love Bug. I'm Herbie yeah. the Love Bug. You can mock Herbie the Fat Fury, but Alan Moore has stated that Rorschach's speech patterns were intentionally patterned on those of Herbie the I, Fat Fury. I wasn't making fun of Herbie the Fat You were. You mocked him. I said Herbie the Love Bug. You mocked Herbie. So this issue Herbie out uh, today is yes. by Dean Haspiel and Mark mm -hmm. Wade. Uh, Dean did the plot and the line art, and then he went and collaborated with Mark Wade to yes. uh, punch up the uh, story and get it out there. Yes. And oh, gosh. Dean's work in this issue reminds me of Alex Toth. Mm -hmm. I told you it was going to come back, but sort of an Alex Toth combined with a Will Eisner sensibility where it's really kind of fun and loose and the drawings aren't, you know, yeah, they yeah. aren't like hyper, they aren't like super detailed Batman type drawings. Oh, no, 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 no. This They're is very somewhat, fun and loose. Yeah, and, I was, was going to equate it to Mike Allred's Mad Man without uh, being, uh, Without the the weirdness of Mike Allred or Mark uh, Allred <laughs> if style, you, if you imagine Mike Allred inked by by Michael Oming aiming from uh, Powers, yeah, 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 that's what you got here. Yeah, yeah. And then Madam Satan shows up. No, oh! ah, Madam Satan! Oh, run away! Run so away! the story that uh, Paul Patton, Peter Parker, is uh, out to get. Paul is uh, this Jr. new this uh, new story on my face a new social media network with uh, <laughs> this gorgeous woman who is mm -hmm. going to be the face of my face and um, so like, oh. Paul Patton takes pictures uh, the old school way not right. on Polaroids but uh, with film film and uh, the pretty face. She says, hey, I got to uh, get approval. Why don't we go to the dark room? And every guy is just like in love with her just by looking at her. Yeah. They're Even in the dark room Paul, developing the pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh, developing the pictures. And suddenly the picture turns into a grotesque devil woman. Ah, Madam Satan. She no. is. She is hoping that uh, through her affiliation with uh, my face that she can. Suck people's energy, some kind of energy through the internets and make her sense. immortal and beautiful forever. I knew that the internet was trying. <laughs> the internet is a soul sucker. That is for sure. Luckily, I worked in television for long enough that <laughs> I you built up soul. an immunity. 
Now I don't have any soul left. It's cool. Biff, bam, <laughs> pow, clut, flam, split, crash. And the first appearance Klop. of the fox in the double page spread. Yeah, it's really cool. Really gorgeous looking. And I, I kind of like the fox has always been a guy who has kind of Batman ears in a black suit. Right. But Haspiel really makes the ears move and mm-hmm. he makes them expressive. Mm-hmm. His ears, as he's moving around, flop with flop him. back and forth. Yep. So if he's leaping forward, his ears are pinned back like a cat. And at one point, he's kind of putting Madame Satan in a headlock and his ears are all askew. It's really fun to look yeah, yeah, at. It, it is really neat. That's one of the things that I do like. The other thing that is cool is that, uh, well, Madam Satan gets away. She will fight another day. And the right. Fox, but, or I'm sorry, Peter Parker, I mean, Paul Patton. Paul Patton. Jr. Uh, gets his cover story uh, uncovering the real face of my face. And also at the same time puts uh, her partner, who just so happens to be a mob boss, uh, on the run. Also, it should be noted that during the battle, he snaps her neck and then yes. says, I learned that one from a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he saw Man of Steel. He might have. And knowing Mark Wade's uh, total distaste for that movie, it wouldn't surprise me. But anyway, uh, the but mobster. The mobster is uh, not too happy to have his name exposed, so he sends his two thugs after after Paul, and um, he uses his his cunning to kapow biff pow them. And just when you think all is safe, uh oh, we got to go to the crystal dimension. I'm sorry, the queen of diamonds. We must go to the diamond convention and save the world. You should call the shield. I hear he's lonely. He can. Yeah, we must stay. I did. I did like that a lot. I thought that was really, really nice. Because he's a, he's a freak magnet, according to the story. Weird yes. things happen to and around the fox. And as soon as in this in this incarnation, as soon as Paul put on his costume, weird crap starts happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I love a, that. There's a there's a backup story that mm-hmm. talks about uh, Paul and his love for. Uh, film photography and uh then he has an adventure with an old house an old building a building that for some reason has a problem with him yes and beats him up <laughs> not before he destroys it though and in the process gets an a polaroid it's it's kind of a cartoon and yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that in in the nicest way possible we're watching this guy fight a chinese restaurant for 10 pages, but Haspiel just knocks it out of the park. I liked it a lot. Oh, I love the perspective. It's, I love the point where the fox is like, he's all of a sudden ducking from a bunch of timbers flying mm-hmm. through the roof. It's wonderful. I think what really works in the story, and I guess the, the biggest concern that I have going into this is I have no idea who the fox is. I don't know any of his backstory. So my concern is, am I going to be lost? Is suddenly he going to be teaming up with the shield and the fly and all these people and I'm supposed to to know what the heck is going on. Unfortunately, they don't do this in this book, but they do reference him living in impact city, right? Which is the new, uh, headquarters. That's where the mighty crusaders, the new crusaders title. Okay. That Archie has been putting out takes place. The best part of it though. And the most important bit is that even though the Fox has been around since 1940, he hasn't aged. I, oh, oh, <laughs> Comic characters don't age. Where are you from? You're new here. 
No, he probably hasn't appeared in more than 40 actual comics. Yeah, that's one, one of the things. There's a great little write-up at the end of the issue from uh, Dean where he's talking about how he's connected to the Fox and how he first discovered the Fox and wanting to write the stories. And I think he m- mentions Alex Toth uh, a couple of times uh, in that. So that's there, real there good to go back and read that. Toth influence. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. So I guess the main thing is you just read either the inside front cover or you read later in the story where he says Paul Patton was a photojournalist who couldn't uh, seem to find the story. So Paul donned the costume of the Fox to make the story come to him. Now the story won't stop. I think that's kind of all you need to know. Yeah. And apparently next issue is going to have backups featuring the shield, which I'm, I'm also kind of good with. Okay. I like the idea of Archie rebuilding its superhero cachet. This is like though the second time they've done that, right? I mean, they started up oh, red circle like with six, the crusaders about what, like three or four years ago. And then that went nowhere. The red circle at DC. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. In, yeah. That lasted about 20, maybe I think the web and that was like three years ago, right? Yeah. The shield and the web had their own books and those books ran about 12 issues. I want to say right around 2009, 2010. Okay. And then, um, Archie took their characters back that they had licensed to DC. Okay. Now you may remember around the time of final crisis, the shield actually appeared in wonder woman. Oh, okay. And- so, um, what about, uh, super Archie? Where does he fall in this? Pure Heart the Powerful does yes. not take place in the same superhero realm as the Archie super titles. Okay. Pure Heart and Evil Heart and Captain Hero and Betty as super teen, all of that takes place, uh, well, if you look at it diegetically to the Archie universe, it all takes place either in a dream or a hallucination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does not take place in the same sort of the same uh, level of reality as the crusade. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that kind of a ridiculous thing. I was just going to make sure we weren't going to see pure heart pop up in a Paul Patton, uh, picture production. Paul Patton presents pure heart, the powerful. Yes, exactly. How? Oh, I'm sorry. Precisely. (laughs) I would personally, the the story, the story I thought was really good. Uh, and if it is a little bit different from if if you're a fan of Mark Wade, and I think that's maybe why a lot of people pick this up is because of their love of Mark Wade. Um, it is a little bit of a different style in this case, uh, kind of a mashup between the Marvel, the old Marvel style. And I don't know what it's just like uh, Dean goes it's... in and, and threw out the plot, drew up some sketches, threw it out to Mark to flush out the script. Then they came back and retweaked the images And then went through there. So it's a fun book in kind of the era of, well, and it reminds me a lot of Wade's retake on daredevil where he was like, you know what? This guy's been a a soulless crying ninja for 25 years. Let's go back to the point where he was this wise cracking, smiling, crazy guy flying through the sky and people can't believe what he's doing. I kind of got a Wally West vibe off of Paul Patton. Oh, I can see that. And that I mean, he's this guy that just has nothing but dumb luck. He's married to um, a, a beautiful woman, um, and they're going out and just getting. He's always getting into these crazy adventures that fall into his lap. And I'm talking about Mark Wade's Wally West run. Wally right. West one, yeah. Wally West one, yes. Uh, not to be confused with Paul Patterson's Pure Heart, yes, or Sydney Savage, senior sister of Sonia Savage, precisely. Something, um, yeah, and. <laughs> There's definitely a vibe here. Uh, Paul has never had a wife, to my knowledge, before. 
And suddenly she does. And apparently he has a, I didn't understand the bit about a stepdaughter or something that was coming. Not sure. Not entirely sure. Uh, I think they reference his golden age girlfriend, Ruth. Ruth, I wonder where Ruth is. Uh, It's kind of a ruthless issue for me. But all told, everything you need to know about the Fox is here, which is great. You don't come in feeling like there have been hundreds of adventures that you need to have seen. But you do feel like this is an established character that they could play with that history. You oh, know, yeah, five yeah. issues down the line, say, remember that time that, you know, the fox, I don't know, was surrounded by snakes in a temple in Burma and was like, why did it have to be snakes? Yes, Indiana I can see that. Jones. What what was there anything that you didn't really care for? The only thing that I didn't care for, and I know this is probably an overarching kind of a meta thing. Just a, I worry that when a book is fun and kind of lighthearted, that people are going to treat it as being lightweight and not important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I went through this and I was like, I like this. I'm enjoying this. I'm having fun reading this, which makes me think that, you know, the dark and gritty bat fans are going to go. Well, this does not have enough blood and, and, and uh, you know, I don't know if this is something that, you know, uh, the, the crazy bat fans are just going to rush out and pick up and <laughs> well, say, doesn't have a Batman exactly. And I, and I don't think I, this is something a little different. This is, uh, this is more akin to Spider-Man than anything else, but without, mm-hmm. again, without the superpowers. So it's just a guy who dresses up in a suit, which has so much comedic possibility, I think, to it. Yeah. Um, the weirdness magnet thing. I love I love that concept, and I've seen yeah, it in yeah. comics a time or two before, notably in Blue Devil in the 80s, yes. and it leads to some great stuff when you do it well, and it feels like these guys have a handle on how to do it well. Yeah. I, uh, so for me, the only thing that I was really worried about, the only nitpick was that I was too concerned going in that I was going to have to know too much backstory, but, you know, this character has barely appeared in the mm-hmm. history of comics, and the whole, you know, what are we at, 100 years of comics, 75 years of comics? Oh, probably a little over a hundred years of comics, probably 80 years of superheroes. Yeah. So, but that's not the case. 75 years of Superman. Right. And so if we use that as the benchmark. Well, why would we do that? Because Because, I don't know. He's bench pressing a a car and throwing it and people going, oh, the car. The car. That's a glaven. I say, I, you know, I'm glad Archie sent this to us uh, to review because I was really on the fence. And I'm going to tell listeners out there, if you're on the fence about picking up the Fox, uh, fear not, because the fox is fantastic, and it's uh, it's worth uh, it's worth picking up and, and checking out. I think it's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of potential here, and if you're looking for your Mark Wade fix or whatever fix that you're trying to get, uh, this book kind of hits that mark. If you, I mean, if you're a person like me who doesn't feel like every book should have that same tone of everything is a giant menace. Yeah, yeah we yeah. are all dark and gritty, and we we must fight the thing that will come and kill us all. Not everything has to be a giant crossover with universe spanning potential. Right. So if that's something that you're interested in, and I think you should be, and if you're not, then what's wrong with you? Um, (laughs) Definitely. This is a good one. This is something I would recommend and will recommend to people, especially people who are looking for something that feels off the beaten path. Yeah. Most of today's superhero stuff. This is out today from Archie comics, the Fox, by Dan Haspiel and Mark Wade, or Dean Dean's Haspiel and, and Mark Wade. Um, so looking ahead, uh, next, week. next week from Dark Horse Comics, we've got a Dark Catalyst Horse. Catalyst Comics number five. I like the Catalyst. 
uh, Occultist number two, Plants vs. Zombie hardcover Lawn Mageddon, which I thought I just got this <laughs> week. <laughs> oh wait, this is this week. I'm looking at this week's. No, let's see. No, this You're is next week's title. Own. This is what it says maybe for next you got week. Yours early. It says, yeah, maybe I did. Eleven Good six luck. is the date that I'm looking at here. Star Wars number three, the Lucas draft. I um, like your tricycle. <laughs> all the twenty fives uh, hit stores this next week from DC Comics, uh, uh, including Batwing number twenty five, DC Comics Essential Justice League number one. Batwing? That's the one that is so surprising for me that that one is still around, and yet we don't see some other titles. Uh, you know, Frankenstein is gone. Static Shock is gone. Yeah, Static Shock, and what? What's but the other one that they just pulled? They, uh, I think v- Vibe and Katana vibe are going around, are going underground. Katana is on. Well, I don't think Katana is out yet, but I think Katana may be on uh, Death Watch. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the numbers, Vibe is going out and something else was getting canceled. Well, Stormwatch is still at number 25. Swamp Thing's Yay, at 25. Stormwatch. Trillium is at number four. What's a trillium? I have no idea. Wasn't that oh. Zaphod's girlfriend? Trillion? <laughs> it's Trillion. Uh, IDW Publishing has Doctor Who, Prisoners of Time, number 10. Oh, the 10th Doctor! Jinrai's number 8, Jeff Smith's Ooh. Bone, Great Cow Race, I, I Artist Edition hardcover. I watched The Waters of Mars. Oh, man, that is still such a really good episode. I was just thinking about the other day. Thinking about how good that was and how scary it was and how almost finite it seemed. I mean, it was finite because it ended in uh, 48 and a half minutes. Image Comics has 68 hollowed ground one shot. Aphrodite 9 Rebirth. Uh, Cyber Force number 7. East of West number 7. Fatal number 18. Reality Check number 3. Check. Reality Image. Check. Uh, Marvel has Amazing X-Men number 1. The McGinnis Wraparound. What's that? I don't know what Amazing X-Men number 1 is. Captain Ooh, let's America. That. Well, let's check it out, I guess. Amazing X-Men. I wonder if this is the one. Didn't the uh, the old X-Men from the past travel to the future and decide that they wanted to stick around and they weren't going back? Oh, hell, I don't know. All right, they let's put find out, out. They put out 20 issues of Battle of the Atom in the space of a week and a half. Amazing X-Men number one sounds like something interesting. All right. so listeners, Maybe we'll get like a cool X-Men, like the Texas Twister. Or um, Bone Feet, Bone Spurs. That's his name, Bone Spurs from Texas. Bone Spurs? Yes, you don't want those. Uh, for those people who are big fans of um, Mark uh, of um, not Mark, Frank Miller's Daredevil, there's Mark another Miller. printing of the Omnibus hardcover coming out next week. Hundred bucks for that. Daredevil Dark Knights number six comes out. Phantom X Max number two. Hawkeye gets a hardcover. Iron Man number eighteen comes out. Phantom Tex Max. Yes, Phantom Tex Max. Painkiller Jane Price of Freedom number one. Thanos Redemption. X-Men Legacy number 19. And in this uh, listing that, because we're looking way, way, way ahead on this, Mm -hmm. um, previews has not listed and the rest for us yet. Are here on Killikin. But the good thing is we have, uh, we've got the amazing all new Super X-Men Force. Yeah, and it's been a while since we've seen an amazing X Men. But I suppose. <laughs> oh, come on now, Matthew. There've been oh every years. every issue of X Men is amazing. No. Oh. No. 
What does the fox say? All right, everybody. I think before that gets too carried out of hand, we probably ought to wrap it up there. (laughs) Fox number one out this week from Archie Comics. Um, If you want to help us out, if you've read this issue, if you pick it up today, go over to Majorspoilers.com. Go down to the rating section for this post, and you can give your own five-star rating for The Fox. Also, while you're over there, if you like what we do, if you have any feedback, um, we, uh, we really appreciate your help and everyone who is helping us out. Uh, keeping the site going and all the podcasts going, becoming a two, five, or ten dollar a month uh, VIP member. Just click on that link for the uh, member site. Help us feed the goat and get us to the next level. We've got so much coming up, and thank you to everyone who's passing this uh, podcast along and uh, filling out information over at the iTunes, leaving some feedback. We really appreciate that. Next week it is the Amazing X Men number one, and until then. Keep reading comic books. Because if you don't, no one will except for us. And it's really boring. We're the only ones who do. And I don't think DC can survive on one issue a month being sold. Especially because we're not really buying them every month. We're kind of buying them four months down the line all at once. On digital. And for 99 cents. And Jim Lee will cry if we don't. Oh, boo-hoo, I'm Jim Lee. Bring back voodoo. (laughs) 